my name is Taryn Jorgensen. And I'm Victoria Urquhart. And you're listening to Walk Left, the podcast. And I'm Marty Chidorek. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, Tori, and welcome, Taryn. We're going to be talking a bit about the upcoming Julius Caesar Project, part of this year's Fringe Festival. Tori, can you talk about where the, the original idea for this project came from? The idea to do a gender-reverse Julius Caesar came about through some collaboration on uh, the Shakespeare on the Subway project. We got to do a Brutus Cassius scene on there as, uh, as two women, and we were looking at all of the different nuances and, and uh, different dynamics that were involved in the scene and what the language supported and didn't support and what opportunities were there and uh, it kind of sparked us off from there that at some point or another we'd like to do that we'd like to do a gender reversed Julius Caesar and as the company grew and developed we adopted the mandate of doing theater for communities and facilities that could benefit from a performance as a, as a springboard to community engagement. And from there, the lottery came in, and we, we got our 90-minute slot, which was kind of hilarious because I definitely, the whole time, was like, we're not going to get it. I'm sitting there drinking my beer in the Transac <laughs> going, we're not going to get it. And spur of the moment, Shakespeare collective, we got it! We're good! That was, that, that was my dramatic reenactment of that. Uh, there was a there was a touchdown arm <laughs> for this for an audio medium. I have to point out, you put your hands up in a touchdown motion. You can't see it, but and then at that point in the uh, in in the collective's development, I I knew that I needed to take a step back from directing as an artist because I want to focus right now more on acting and producing. And I feel like there's so much more that I can learn by expanding the community that the collective has created uh, by bringing in more directorial voices and artists. And so I put out the call and uh, I knew Taryn from, from previous, uh, previous engagements and uh, we, we got down to interviewing and we just kind of clicked on a lot of different discussions and, and questions and points of exploration. And then from there, it changed into being an all-female Julius Caesar. Um, so it's a perfect segue. Tell me about coming on board and, and what your first sort of impressions were of this project and why you were drawn to it. Yeah, I was definitely drawn to it on the community engagement part and how it can reach so many people that aren't able to come see theater. I really liked the the idea of going to women's shelters and taking the, the idea of women being in a suppressed state and giving them a voice. And I think it was so interesting that Julius Caesar was picked for this project um, instead of other plays because this play really talks about how, how can we give someone a voice, how can we speak out, how can we make cho big, bold choices that affect communities, and to be able to make the public better. Really, yeah. And that's why it was the play itself and the concept of women's shelters that said, yes, this is the right piece for me, and I know exactly how I'd like to do it. 
we're talking, we're going to women's shelters and women in domestic violence are in a sense in a prison, in themselves. They're in a prison in their own home. And I started with the realization of that. I did some research about domestic violence and they're so intertwined with something that's not real, the concept of love. And they're imprisoned by their own mind and they're imprisoned by their loved one as well. And I thought, gosh, they're imprisoned inside and outside. What if we make these characters in a prison and the organization that's created in the prison is the voice that will be brought out in that from inside of them. So the whole kind of thing is that all these women went to jail because they killed their husbands from because of abuse. And in this jail, with each other, as a community, they can come together and actually come out and get over it and reach their voice out to other people. And there's this huge concept too, actually, the concept of being seduced, especially in Julius Caesar's play, is the public is so easily seduced. They're swayed back and forth from Pompey to Caesar to Brutus to Caesar to Pompey on which side they're on. And that's so true in human beings, isn't it? That we are, we can be easily seduced if we not, if we don't know what our thing is, what is honor, what do we fight for? So, this is a great play for that as well because women in domestic violence are easily seduced, saying, "Oh, I love you so much, I love you so much." Well, what is that? They don't know. They just think it's the real thing. So, as a as a company, uh, Spur of the Moment Shakespeare has reached out like the community outreach to this point has primarily been hospitals and obviously we last time we spoke was about the hospital outreach so tell me a bit about the the step that was made and the decision that was made to take this to a different you know part of the community mm -hmm. the basic notion of providing performance as a as a springboard for any community for any facility to to enrich its engagement with its clients with its with its uh, community members is huge and it doesn't just exist in hospitals there are, there are so many communities out there that uh, that would benefit from it when we when we first started with hospitals we weren't sure how many facilities were going to accept what we had because the way that I like to work is well I'm gonna walk up to this uh, this ginormous building and I'm going to see who I can talk to and I'm gonna say hi I've got this great application letter and hey maybe you'll consider my project and a lot of the time these kind of programs aren't set up so it gets me to a conversation with well this would be really great and when we started out with hospitals, I digress, because we weren't sure how many facilities would pick up on this right away, we ended up taking on a few women's shelters as well, uh, particularly the Adelaide Resource Center for Women. And uh, over the past three years, we've been visiting them with the Shakespeare and Hospitals program, and that program has been inclusive uh, since that time to hospitals, retirement residences, hospices, and shelters. And we found through exploring that particular facility and the different programming that goes on there that this kind of programming is a necessity for a lot of the clients. So it kind of just fit from there that in developing a project like Julius Caesar and addressing gender dynamic it's something that should be shared with facilities that may or may not be experiencing similar 
similar politics, similar dynamics, and purely the, the idea of, of gender politics in general is just so prevalent right now, especially right now. So what has the process been like in terms of narrowing down this script? Because obviously The Full Julius Caesar is not a 90-minute play. Yeah, I uh, wish. No. And, <laughs> and then, of course, you've added this, you know, it wasn't written with the dynamic that you've got in mind. Tell me about the process of, of bringing the script down and tightening it up to be right. Yeah, it was a tough process because Shakespeare likes it the way it is, you know. He wrote it for a reason and you kind of go, oh, wow, he really did that for a reason. But does that help us? No, it doesn't help us. But it's such a, such a beautiful line, but you have to cut it. So it kind of goes, it's, I, we basically just said, all right, what is the action of the play? That is the most important thing. So basing on the action, what is happening, who's happening to what, and, and taking out all the fluff, all the formalities. So it's set in a prison, are, there's so much casualness to being in a prison. Very street-level way of human beings, right? So if we take out the sirs, take out the formalities, take out the um, look who's coming, all those little things that Shakespeare likes to do that is just not necessary. We can do that in a different way. Do that with action. That's what I always said. So look, if if someone comes in, oh, Desi's Bruce is walking in. I'm going to tell him so. Do it with a do it with a hey, how are you? High five or or something like that. Um, there's even moments where we would add certain little things to express something bigger. So like a yell or a scream or something that could replace three sentences that would be better. So it's just taking out all all the formalities of Shakespeare and bringing it down to what is they really talking about. Yeah, and we're still kind of, we're still doing that. That's a process that's ongoing. It is, yeah. And even in rehearsal, this doesn't help. So this doesn't really work. Let's cut that, move that, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a cool process to work that way, I'm finding, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, how much we can fill with just acting moments and how much, uh, how much is, is absolutely necessary. Um, yeah, and uh, it cut out a lot of characters. We even renamed some characters whose lines were other things because... And amalgamated characters. Yeah, like there was a monologue that has been moved around a little bit from the original text but still can work and uh, a lot of things like that that make it really interesting but it almost narrows it down to a very abrupt world compared to a very large Rome that was an empire of the world at the time. It's now this is our home, like a very much more intimate, I find, from the big large script. Yeah, and... It, we, the way that the characters talk about it, it's still the whole world, but it's their but it's whole their world. But it's their world, which is in confined, which is so interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, we, uh, in terms of addressing gender pronouns and uh, figuring that out and figuring out how we, like, what what it was we were, what what we wanted to say through the language was a challenge in and of itself. I think we went through like ten different baselines and, and and thoughts to drive the script home but we've really like we've got something really solid that I'm really happy with. Do you want to talk yeah, about that? Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, at first we were like, well since it's just women in this prison, when we say country women, country men, you know, say her instead of him and things like that. But as we went through it, we decided to pick and choose on what we we're going to do with that because there's so many things in Julius Caesar that when they say man, they mean humanity. They mean the humanity at large. So it, we went through the script and picked when we said men or man or countryman and when we said her, 
women, country women, because there's difference that when they were talking about us compared to they're talking about everyone in the world or to their world. So it was really cool going through that saying, no, this one, but this person would say this, this person would say that, you know? Yeah. And so there is, there are male gender pronouns and there's women and for specific reasons, which is, it's cool when you hear it too. It sounds a little different from the original text, but it also sound, gives that originality. It's really nice when you hear it. It's, it's, it perks you up. And it makes you go, wait, what did they just say? Yeah, and since certain speeches making, because when a woman is a softer word than man, or man, so it, it can make a sentence softer, only if the meaning's softer. So we pick and choose on why we choose that. And also women is two syllables, well, man is one. So the two syllable one would give it to be 11 beats, but we did that for a reason too, you know? So like, we made good choices about that, I think. Yeah, we didn't want to uh, go through this project not, um, acknowledging the men in their lives as well because they obviously were a big influence so man is a big influence man and men you know so we wanted to make sure that that is still there and that's prevalent even though this is said in a woman's prison where usually men are not allowed we still wanted to know that there that affects them men do affect them the gender thing does affect them and they have been affected by it and now that's why they need to create their own voice and the whole prison thing is just a big metaphor for that it's metaphor for being prison inside, right? So it's and because of something that happened outside. So the outside world is as prevalent as what's going on right now. So when we say man as humanity, it is also includes everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of, one of the things that that I'm that that we're going to be prefacing when we go out to women's shelters is while we while we have. Uh, constructed this world and and we have created this peace for them as a, as a point of discussion and, and you know, we're sharing our experiences. We don't ever assume that we know what their experiences are because we, we don't. And we, are, we, we want to learn and we want to share uh, because that's what this is about. This is about starting the discussion uh, with the facilitators, with the artists, with, with the clients. And this is us sharing what we know as artists. And, and that is that is kind of our, our springboard to the conversation that we are setting up in this program. So with all the changes you're making, does it still feel like Julius Caesar? Yeah. Yes. You, can't, you can't nod. <laughs> you have to yeah, say no, it, is. It's, it is. It's still got that dirty, gritty feel that is like exciting yet shocking. It's like really, yeah, it definitely is still Caesar. Because... Think about it, like Caesar was this person who was known for being tyrannical, but nobody really improved that, yet there's there's that choice of like, were we going to do this or not, but then it's so dirty and, and gritty, I'm washing my hands with your blood as an honor to you, like, it's very down, and that's what also I think works with the prison comes, because it's very gritty as well in that world, in that very street world, it's almost like they took these high up Senate people and then defamed them by what, their, what they did to him a little bit. And it's and that's kind of how I see it. Actually, it's what it is still so gritty and gritty. Actually, when I first uh, did the interview with her to do to get the job, I I gave her a poll of Rob Ford's um, his uh, popularity, and it never changed throughout all the con the controversy and all the crack stuff and all the videos and what what what. His popularity never changed. It even went up a tad. And I just went, well, look at this. 
is this democracy, is democracy right? And then that was the question too. If we're choosing all these people. Does democracy really help us? Maybe we, maybe there is that tyrannicalness that we need to have. You know, at the end of the play, Caesar's killed, and then Octavius takes over, and he was a, a tyrant too. So I feel like, who's winning in this? What are our choices? You know? Yeah, the the, the questions that come about in in the play, whether it's our cut. Stratford's cut or anyone else's cut are, are still going to come up. I mean, mm -hmm. that that was something that that uh, we put in the in the interview was you know if you had one critical question that you could explore in this, what would it be? And we got a lot of really interesting and, and compelling questions. But uh, what really did it for me was when this brilliant mind said, you know, how how are we how are we reclaiming? this power? How are these women here in, in this particular world reclaiming this power? How did they lose this power? And what is that about? Which was what yeah. really struck me and made me go, this is what has to happen in, in, uh, in these shows for women's shelters. And this is what needs to be asked and explored and shared with this demographic. Not necessarily asking these clients to answer this question, but uh, asking that of the story and asking that of of the artists and putting putting them in in into a very human situation where they need to ask these questions of themselves. Yeah, there's two different powers I feel like are being reclaimed here. One is yourself, yourself from um, any any type of imprisonment that you've ever felt in your life, and one is of the, of the world, the political world, not only the political world, but the, your community, the things that are around you, you have a say in that too. So there's two different powers, the public and the private, which is a huge theme throughout the entire play. What's public, what's private? You are in that world as well as them. That's how I see this play, and I, that's how I see this play design, that's how I see this play in my head. You are, as the audience member, actually in all shows that I like to direct, the audience is always involved. They have a say. They have thoughts that are, they are in this play as well. And I always like to go from that because that's why they're there. Um, they are in the public. When Antony's speaking to them, they have a say, they have their thoughts, they are in this world. So when you come in, be involved. It really excites me that you said that. Mm -hmm. um, that's been a, that's at least, like every, every director that we've hired has said something to that extent um, in terms of how they, how, what what they want audiences to think about that's that's awesome um and i think that's something that's very important with shakespearean text and in terms of making it relatable and in terms of addressing you know the the any topic regardless of whether it's classical or not today is like when when you're involved as an audience member you are a part of that world you're part of the show. They're not going to come in with prison seats and numbers on them, but they pretty much will. Do you know what I mean? Without this close. They are there as well. Julius Caesar Project, part of the 2014 Toronto Fringe Festival. Thanks a lot, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto-based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca. What was it that Jordy said? Spoiler alert. 
Uh, Brutus isn't sick. Don't put that in there. 